Hi, this is Janine, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. On today's show, I'm speaking with Bree Seeley, an inspirational woman who supports women around the world to bring their visions to life. Bree is motivated by a deeply held belief that every woman deserves to live a life that inspires her, and her work reflects this deep remembering of the possibility. Bree is also author of Permission to Leap, the six-phase journey to bring your vision to life. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Bree Seely. Good morning. Good morning. I was so intrigued by you. I actually learned about you on Twitter, and I, I believe it was through another host here at KUCI, Ryan Foland. Oh, yeah. Were you on his show? Yes, I love Ryan. Yes. He's great. So, yeah, so I was so intrigued. I thought, you know what, I'd love to have her on. Tell me about your backstory. How, what led you to do what you're doing now? It's interesting because I feel like we have been raised in this culture of, like, you go to school, you decide what you're going to major in, you get a job, and that's what you do for the rest of your life. And what I've really found about life is that it's more of a journey. Yes. And what I started in, what I studied, what I originally thought was going to be my path is absolutely nothing of what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> that's what I, I have to say um, about that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, it's become a passion of mine to actually, in fact, I'll be hosting a bunch of events um, when I'm in Minneapolis about this idea of life as a journey mm-hmm. because it really is like the middle parts of the being in, in the middle that are the most exciting. So for me, it was a transition from studying fashion design in North Dakota to moving to Italy, getting a master's in fashion design, coming back to the States, thinking that I was going to be doing costume design for the rest of my life, very quickly got into it in the real world and was like, oh no, this is (laughs) not what I'm doing. I refuse to be a starving artist and I'm literally working for pennies. Um, So I transitioned out of that into a receptionist job, which transitioned transitioned into an internship, which transitioned into a certification, which, and then concurrently with the receptionist job and, you know, all the other things, I was started a fashion business. So I was running my own brand, moved down to LA with all of it. And within, so it was four years ago. So within a year of moving to LA, I got word that my fashion brand, like, it was time to let it go. It was time to walk away. It was time to close it down. And I literally closed the door within, like, 72 hours of, of receiving the insight and the guidance and had no plan for what was next. Oh, Brie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And then, of course, in that space that I created, because I was so busy with my fashion brand, I couldn't see anything outside of the busyness of my daily life. And when I shut it down and I created the opening in the space, all of a sudden I started seeing where the universe had been guiding me in a different direction for at least a year and I'd been ignoring it because it wasn't aligned with fashion. And so that's when I opened up my coaching brand and then that kind of spiraled into public speaking and that spiraled into hosting a podcast and that spiraled into writing a book and it's, and then that spiraled into me getting hip, uh, certified in hypnotherapy and like it's really just all unfolded, and I yes. could have never, when I was a little girl, anticipated that this is what I'd be doing right now. No way. So let me ask you a question. My name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And when all this stuff started, you know, 
falling apart, basically. Were, was there a moment where you were really thinking, oh, now what? Or did you immediately bounce back and think, wait, what about this? And I could do that. Or did you have a period of, oh, no, what's next? So my those two things for me kind of overlapped. Okay. So I ended up having to go through, well, luckily, right around the time I had closed my fashion brand, I'd also simultaneously hired a coach, not actually really knowing why I was hiring her or what I was going to get out of it, but I'd been guided to do it. And so I was like, okay, I trust that I'm just going to do this. So she helped me a lot in like that what's next thing. But concurrently at the same time, I went through a massive like identity death because I had been associated for so long. My story had been, I am a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. That is who I am. That is what I do. That's my place in the world. And all of a sudden I ripped that off and it was like I'd ripped my arm off and I was like what do I who am I now I I don't have a type I don't I don't know what I do so it was a process concurrently of moving forward with this thing that I'd been guided towards and also shedding this old skin and literally having to like rebirth myself at the same time I can understand that because you're thinking wait I was on this one road thinking this was it, and all of a sudden the rug's been pulled out from underneath me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'd been sewing. My grandma taught me how to sew when I was like four or five. Aww. So that was something, I mean, it's something that's been with me for my entire life, and so I just assumed like, oh, clearly the universe gave me this because that's my path. Yes. And it was my path up until a point. You know, the good thing, of course, looking back on it, I don't look back on it as a failure because I'm like, I learned so much about being an entrepreneur right. and being a successful woman in the world during that time. I actually call my fashion business my entrepreneurial training wheels. I love it. Because there's no way I would be as successful as I am doing what I'm doing now if I hadn't had that experience. Yes. I think life is so much more interesting when you do go down different paths and you might not think that they are connecting the dots, but they really are? Yeah. There's this meditation I listen to every morning, and it's like, it talks about how when you think you're off your path, you're not actually off your path. You're still on your path. It just looks different than you thought it would. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love the idea that that in the moments when I'm thinking that I'm failing, it doesn't mean I'm off my path. I'm still on my path. This is part of my path. It just doesn't look the way that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily write it if it were, say, like, a fiction story. <laughs> exactly. It's like the people you meet. You might think, oh, that person's not relevant to my journey, but in fact, they might be. Yeah, and you never know who comes back around. I've reconnected with people. Even for my fashion days, a lot of people that I met in the fashion industry have since become clients. How because they're, you know, they're really heavy into, like, the artisanship of the business yes. and I can help them a lot more with the business part and the creation part and the, you know, how do you take this great, brilliant idea mm-hmm. and actually get it life in the world. I would imagine you'd probably hear this a lot where people say, I have people saying, how come you're not using your degree or how come you're not doing this? You spend all that time doing this, whatever it is, X, Y, Z. I mean, you really have to kind of p- put, uh, blinders onto all the comments. Absolutely. There's always going to be people that have opinions about what you're doing and why it's right or why it's wrong or you know, any of those things. And really, I always tell people there's only one truth for each and every one of us, and it's inside of us. Right. So 
you can choose to listen to those people and be like, oh, yeah, why am I not using my degree? Mm -hmm. Or you can turn inwards and be like, is that my truth? And for me, I just look back on my experience in college as, like I said, just another, like, stepping stone in my journey. I'm sure I'm using all sorts of things that I learned in my college years. Can I tell you what they are off the top of my head? Yes. Not really. (laughs) But it's also what brought me to Italy, right? And I think that if I hadn't have been in Italy, I might not have ended up in Washington. And if I hadn't been in Washington, I may not have ended up in L.A. And Mm -hmm. I just left L.A. a month ago and am trying to figure out what's next for me. And, like, you know, it just. I, I do my best to look at my life, although there's one thing I regret, but I do my best to look back and really understand that every single thing that I've experienced, every conversation I've had, every person I've met has just literally helped me take that next step. Absolutely. What's the one thing you re- regret, by the way? Buying a house when I was 26. That was definitely like not my truth. It was all the people around me being like, it's such a good investment. Just do it. <laughs> it was bad investment. And I bought it in 2009, right? So, of course, everyone uh, was like, oh, the market can't possibly go any lower than it already is. Uh, this is it's never going any lower. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> was this I sold in, it in 2013. Oh, Was it in L.A.? Where was it was in uh, Olympia, Washington. Oh, okay. Wow. So let's talk about your book. What uh, inspired you to write this book? So I talk to a lot of people that know exactly where they are, and they know exactly where they want to be. But that middle part between getting from here to there is such a clouded, like, panicky mess Mm -hmm. that they end up not even taking the first step. Because that, that process of leaping towards your future is terrifying for most people. It's not tangible. You can't touch it. It's not, quote, unquote, real. And because it's not real, because you can't see it, you can't touch it, our brain categorizes it as unsafe. And so I had all these people coming to me being like, well, I really want to pursue my dreams, but I don't know how it's going to happen. And, you know, what's, what's the process look like and all these things. And so... I sat down and reflected back on my leaps of faith that I've taken and my clients' leaps of faith that they've taken and really figured out, oh, there are, there are six kind of like key phases that everyone goes through, whether it's a little leap or a big leap. And so I wrote about them all. Like, okay, you want to take a leap of faith? You want to bring your dreams to life? Here's mm-hmm. everything you're going to face. And tools to help you overcome them because I think like you mentioned earlier when you're white like your life will fall apart and not your whole life but bits and pieces of it have to fall apart in order for this new thing to be created because there are going to be things from your past that are just not aligned with what you want in the future right and so when you're going through that process it's really hard to be like trusting that your life falling apart is actually a good thing, right? So, yes. like, I have a tool in there about, you know, this is what you can do every single day to help you through this process and really stay in alignment and allow these things to fall away that are no longer supporting your journey. Can, may I interject something? Yeah. I always say that sometimes the best moments in your life are when they fall apart because... You can't imagine that maybe your relationship crumbling or losing that job could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah, four years ago, I got an email from my employer saying, hey, we just wanted to remind you that as of four days ago, we're cutting your pay in half. 
Ugh. And I was like, how is this a reminder if it's coming four days post? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't, and I, I did, I kind of started spiraling and then I had to literally just stop myself and be like, no, I am not going there. I am not panicking. I am going to trust that there's a silver lining in this somewhere and I might not see it right now, but someday I'm going to look back and this is going to be one of the best things that ever happened in my life. And it has been, has it been easy? Absolutely freaking not. No. But it's been <laughs> awesome. But what, bo- easy is kind of boring. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, some days yeah. I wish for it. <laughs> I know. But sometimes it's, you know, you just get blindsided by these new things. I mean, I remember going into a job interview at 23. I moved to Boston. I didn't know anybody. It was, I call it the stupidest decision because I went there because of a college boyfriend. And I got a job. And during the interview, some of the coworkers said, how do you deal with ambiguity? And I thought, wow, that's a great question because that's what life's all about. Yeah, and really, you know, going back to what I said earlier about, like, your truth is within, losing a job or, or you know, moving to a place or any of these things, right? Like, they, it could go two ways. Yeah. I could have allowed losing that job to be really terrible. Yes. But I chose not to. I chose to make that something that was beneficial. And in the moment that I was spiraling, I did something that I would highly recommend anyone do. I called one of my mentors and I said, having a really hard time seeing this is a good thing right now. Can you please talk me off my ledge? Love it. And what would they say? I don't even remember, but she, I think more than anything, she sat and held space for me to mm-hmm. cry Yeah. and to be freaked out and to move through the process of it. And then on the other side was, okay, now what are you going to do about it? Right. I think we do need to cry. I've had moments of like, oh, but I put all this time into this and it's not going anywhere where I want it to go. And you just have to let it go. You know, that's what yeah. happens. So tell me about your podcast. So my podcast is called But How, because like I said earlier, people come to me knowing where they are, knowing where they want to be. But how do I get there? That's like the biggest question I get. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to turn that into a title. But how? <laughs> so... It is a podcast to help people bring their dreams to life, basically. And now what I believe, like each of our journeys is unique to us. So it's not me saying, you need to go put together a social media strategy and here's how to do that. It's more of a, your truth fly inside of you. And until you discover them, you're going to be chasing your tail. So how do you look inside of yourself? The one I just released today was all about fail mode. I have been spinning in fail mode for the last several weeks. And so I I shared like three things I've learned about fail mode. One, it's a choice. Two, it's all about perspective. And three, how do you use that fail mode as fertilizer for your dreams? So I just go into some, a lot of experiences I've had. One of the podcasts recently, I turned 35 and I sat down and shared all the lessons that I learned in 34 and what my intention was for the coming year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's all sorts of good episodes coming up. I think I'm starting to do it twice a week, which is exciting and surprising for me. One of the things I, I want to mention about your book is you talk about the science and psychology behind, behind comfort zones, leaps of faith, and yes. manif- manifestation. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so our brains <laughs> are like really, really, really outdated computers. Like, our brains are like the original Macs that came out. Remember, like, you used to play Oregon Trail on them, right? Like, (laughs) our brains are still like that. But our bodies and our evolution have gone towards, like, more of the Tesla route, right? Mm -hmm. So 
we're these beautiful Teslas driving around with operating systems that are thousands of years out of date. So what happens when we're in our comfort zone, our brain is, is in safe mode, like, like we're safe. There's nothing unexpected coming. We're really, really good. Now, when we look at starting to get outside of our comfort zone, our brain goes into fight or flight, which is like an automatic nervous system response okay. to being out of our comfort zones. And when we were cavemen, we had to have it because it literally meant life or death. If you were, if you were getting into your, your fight or flight mode, it probably meant that like a saber-toothed tiger was chasing you and you were going to die. <laughs> so now we look at doing something outside the box or pursuing our dreams or taking a risk. We look at those things as, well, it's not actually that big of a deal, but our brains and our bodies are going into this hyper, like, oh my gosh, I'm being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. I'm going to die. Right. Yeah. And I know it sounds silly, but it's, it's the Makes processing, sense. it's the conditioning that we just innately have as humans. And so we're almost fighting this lack of evolution that our brains have had in order to step out and, and walk the paths that we're here to walk in our lives. Incredible. Wow. So is there anything else you would like people to know about your book? Just that it's, it's good. I, I have gotten a lot of really good feedback about it. In fact, I wrote the entire thing almost in a meditative state. Really? So I kind of just sat down and, and channeled. I hand wrote the entire book. Uh -huh. um, and then transcribed it, and I didn't remember a lot of it, so I went back and read it in January, and uh -huh. I was reading it, and I started crying, and I was like, oh, this is really good. It's great. So um, I think it's good. It's a nice combination, like you mentioned, of personal experiences and the science behind things, mm -hmm. as well as the tools to help you move forward. So I tried to approach it from a few different angles um, and really give people a book that they could use and not just consume. And how were you able to get the forward written by Naveen? I met Naveen at an event last year, 2017, and he was hilarious. I'd never heard of him before, but mm -hmm. he said a few things in a speech that I was like, this guy knows what's going on. This is <laughs> like, he's amazing. Great. And so a few months later, we were tagged in something together, and so I just friended him and reached out and said, I loved hearing you speak. Thank you so much for your insights. You know, hopefully our paths cross at some point and we can meet in person okay and he emailed me back almost instantaneously and said let's get on the phone and i was like oh my god this multi-billionaire guy like wants to talk to me what <laughs> i what is this about and we get on the phone and i'm asking him all these questions and he's like i can give you generic advice all day long but it's not going to help you when can we meet in person and i was like well right. i'll be in seattle writing my book and mm -hmm. so our, our relationship has just kind of developed into, you know, we've become friends. And I saw him in September, and he said, why haven't you had me on your podcast yet? And I was Great. like, Naveen, you're, you're an important guy. You're busy. <laughs> and he's like, Bree Seeley, you are a friend. You Aww. asked me. I said, fine. Want to write my foreword? And he said, yes, I do. Oh, I, like, I love it. Fantastic. You know, you really can't build those kind of relationships just online through social media and email. You really have to meet face-to-face. Yeah, and it was, it was, so he lives in Bellevue near Seattle, and it was mm -hmm. just really fortunate. I was there in um, June writing my book, and so I got the chance to go over to his office twice. Um, we had tea and just had lovely conversations, and he gave me a few kicks in the butt Good. to get out of my own way and reminded me of some of my truths, and uh, he's been a really great 
pivotal part of my path over the last year and a half. I love it. So where can people yeah. find out more about you? You can go to my website, briefly.com. That's probably the easiest place. All of my contact information is on there. There's links to my book on there, links to the podcast, everything. And anything else you'd like listeners to know about you? That is a great question. <laughs> I, I just really highly advocate for people to take the risk mm-hmm. and really, truly follow their dreams. And I personally just use my life as an example to show people what's possible. Um, so I always say, like, I'm not special. There is nothing different about me that you don't possess or that you can't possess. If I have done it, you have every possibility of doing it for yourself as well. So use my stories as an example and go create something that you want to create for your life. Fantastic. Bree, this has been great. I really appreciate you calling into the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock.